So um, I'll tell you what I made this week. Yeah. Um, I made vegan tuna mayo. Really? Yeah. What? Ve- so it was vegan tuna. What does it look like? So it, you can buy it from supermarkets, and yeah. you, it's basically it's so, made of soya bean, and it's, it's on so, the, on the tin. It's always made of soya bean, isn't it? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Well, or seitan. Okay. Um, and um, it's tuna with a H. Tuna. 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 <laughs> was it nice or was it a bit so, shit? Let me let me explain to you why, how I made this mayo. So you basically pull it apart, make it all like tunery, mm-hmm. if that is well. And uh, and then you uh, put veg- uh, vegan mayo in. Yeah. Chop up some celery. Full red onion. Yeah, I, I do like red onion with tuna. So lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, you then put in seaweed. Okay. Yeah, and it was chilli seaweed as well, so it had a bit of kick. So is it dry- obviously like the dried seaweed sort like of like crisps that you get? Mm, not, the, not the crisps, but um, sort of like, it's basically like shredded nori. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and you 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 dish all that up. Put a bit of uh, salt, pepper, a bit of lemon if you want. And uh, yeah, and then you bang it on a jack, a jack of potato or in a sandwich. Bob's your uncle. Did it taste like tuna? It it, it was a, a suitable replacement. You're happy with it. Where, did you, where did you get it? Uh, you can get it from most supermarkets. Most supermarkets. In like the gluten free, uh, vegan. Oh. section well we can impress that sounds quite nice yeah it's very nice I'm not going to try it but it does sound quite nice <laughs> <laughs> I'll just have regular tuna um, hello mate hello how are you, you? yeah I'm, I'm well thanks how's, yeah. your, how's your sort of day been you, you got obviously roundly trounced by me and I, squash I actually wondered how long it would take you to bring up the fact that you really did wipe the floor with me today. well I well if you hadn't started talking about the tuna, it would have been the first thing out of my mouth. But obviously, <laughs> you're waffling on about that for a while. So I had to let you finish. And then I was talking about how I smashed you 5-1. Um, yeah, it was 5-1. Yeah, I had a good time anyway. Yeah, I was sweating. Sweating, getting the work, getting the heart the workout. Yes, like that. So, we're going to talk about some... Do you want to introduce? Oh, I thought everyone would know us by no. now. No. Okay, so... Every, I'm, every time. I'm Henry. I'm Alex. And we're going to be just talking about some political issues that have happened during the week. In uh, this podcast of Commons Commotion. Mm. Um, so these are the things that I want to talk about, yeah. and then you just say what what you want to talk about. So Carrie and Boris breaking lockdown rules. Yeah. Uh, the government's net zero plans announced. Uh, would you vote for Keir or not? Mm. Um, I think those are my ones. Aren't they? Yeah, and then I've got um, increasing levels of. Um, People being spiked in nightclubs. I okay. To speak about that. Mm-hmm. I wanted to speak about uh, the current COVID situation, um, which I know has sort of been on the back burner for a long time, um, but I still want to talk about it. Um, and a little little section called Alex's Funnies. <laughs> oh, I'm laughing already. <laughs> too yeah, kind. Sounds, sounds too good. Kind. Well, then, didn't you also say you, you had a little surprise for me or something? Oh, yeah, I do have a little surprise. It's all ready. Is that going to be at the end? or It will be at the end, Or yeah. you're just going to launch it on it me will, randomly? It, it will replace the um, 20 questions, which we both agreed and shit. came to the conclusion was shit. It was shit, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm looking And have you got a tweet of the week, by the way? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have a tweet of the week. Well, you're lucky, because I do. Okay. <clears throat> well, that's why you're always more prepared than me, so that's fine. So, why don't you go first? All right. And then, um, uh, so, what do you fancy? Let's get the the boring the boring subject out of the way, and that's the COVID situation. You think that's boring? Well, no, it's just it's been going on for 18 months. I know people are tired of it, but yeah, I think what's happening right now is actually quite exciting, politically anyway. Exciting? 
well politically yeah well so i mean what i've been reading is that you've got calls from sort of nhs federations you've got calls from medical uh, chief medical officers to start wearing masks indoors in crowded places washing hands Mm -hmm. bring in social distancing um and sort of some nhs chiefs are also calling for uh to to implement plan b so plan b which is obviously the social distancing hand washing masks etc like uh, masks on public transport and stuff Mm. um and i know professor neil ferguson who's the guy who was on sage and then he got kicked off of sage or resigned um uh has called for new measures to come in now to yeah. avoid a very hard winter i i know we're at real risk really that um of having this sort of dual crisis of flu and covid um i know i'm scared of that happening mm. being member of the nhs member of the nhs um and um yeah yeah, what, what have you heard about it? Yeah, um, obviously, I just feel like it is a bit of a repeat of what's happened previously, where it just feels like the government is dragging their heels a little bit and is a little bit slow to act. I really don't feel like Plan B is that onerous, really. Just stick a mask on and, you know, work from home where you can. I think the the, the big one, really, is that is the most important one from Plan B is working from home, because there's something like... of office workers are back in, like working the office full time. That's just an absolute COVID hub. And I don't, you know, the UK economy didn't fall apart last year when everyone was working from home. Productivity was the same. So I don't see why, unless, you know, the government just likes to protect their little landlord mates who have Mm. big commercial rents, you know, that they should, um, I just feel like people should work from home. And I, I think plan B should probably be implemented now. But, you know, at the same time, Wales has obviously had the mask mandate in for months, um, but their rates are much, much higher than ours anyway. So I'm not sure if the mask thing is really that key, to be honest, but it seems to be being turned into a key issue. It's it's surely, like, lo- from a logical standpoint, it's yeah. got to be an easy win, yeah, isn't it? Wear a mask on public transport, and mm-hmm. if somebody on that on that pub, uh, that bus yeah. has COVID and they're wearing a mask and you're wearing a mask, the chances of catching it are significantly lower also sort of reminds you doesn't it that that it's not over like when when you're wearing a mask and someone else is wearing a mask yeah then you you would naturally probably stay a bit further away from them whereas if there's no mask you might it doesn't sort of act you know instantly activate your mind and you think oh maybe i should wear a mask i have to say personally like when i'm walking down the street without a mask i do consciously sort of turn away from someone if yeah Turn away from someone if someone is uh, like coughing or oh, like, coughing, yeah. like walking towards me quite close, and I'm, I'm not like distance at least a meter. I do like really sort of turn away, or if they're smoking, for example, is, I just turn you know away. What that is so rude. <laughs> well, I'm not talking to them. <laughs> oh, oh, get away um, from me! Yeah, and and you're absolutely right. It is not over. I can tell you, being a frontline NHS nurse. Uh, that, you know, I, for example, the other day I was working and I gave COVID treatment four times in a row. What, so you work, what, where, you work in A&E, don't you? Yeah. So it was like four, four patients in a row that you saw was all COVID related. All COVID related, all needing oxygen. Yeah. And I gave the same treatment four times. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on, because I, I think it's pretty obvious that the public is in favour of some sort of plan B, um, because they obviously... You know, all it is is mask wearing and working from home where you can and, you know, being a bit more careful. Um, but I personally am opposed to any sort of lockdown. 
I, I, to be honest, I think most people would because yeah. they've been they've they've had this they've had all the liberties taken away. They've had them now given back. I don't think they would react in the same way that they did in the first lockdown. So apparently, behaviour scientists were like, "No, the British public are not gonna." going to you know lock down in the way that we want them to um but they were very surprised they, they were like oh they're actually staying in their houses yeah. and stuff but i think it's a very different climate now because we have had it taken away and, and given back so i mean it, it's a, it's a no-brainer and you know it, it's it's very much a repeat of what was happening last this time last year where people were like oh. all the experts were saying you know the covid cases are rising um uh you know we should do something about it and and like you said the government are dragging their heels um so yeah i don't know and i i I really really don't want a lockdown personally no um but i can see work being hell yeah absolute hell and to be honest like nhs trusts are struggling at the moment yeah already um there was an article in the guardian today about um about you know uh, nhs chiefs saying that a&e's are already under incredible amounts of pressure and I, I just um so what would be your because to be honest um that another lockdown is never going to happen rishi has a large amount of power at the moment and he is staunchly against it and obviously boris is not very keen on it as well because he promised that It'd if you all, if you all stay in your homes now and you get your vaccines then you can be free and you can sort of free to do what you want and so you can't really renege on that promise once you've made it um so you know, if, if if they implement Plan B and it, and it doesn't work, any any ideas on a solution for well, that? Well, I mean, like, because of the vaccine, um, yes, you've got a lot of cases, so you're at risk of creating a new variant, I guess, because... Which there, there is one at the moment. Yes, there is, there is. Uh, it's new. Um, you've got risk of new variants, um, but the thing is, with the vaccines, you've got... A vaccine reduces your risk of death and reduces your risk of hospitalisation. That That is the whole point of a vaccine, right? And you've got, but but despite that, despite the high uptake in vaccinations, you know, not so much boosters because people have to wait six months at least to get their um, boosters. But um, it's, it, you know, even with the vaccine, you're seeing just a slow rise in COVID, COVID admissions. And I guess like the only reason why we would go into a lockdown is, is because of um, sort of the NHS being overwhelmed. And maybe there needs to be you know that that's the thing that needs to be addressed because that's yeah. the thing that's going to take us into another lockdown. Yeah, maybe they should you know work on improving the NHS rather than just slamming us into another lockdown whenever it gets overwhelmed. It's overwhelmed because it's underfunded and understaffed. Um, I also think that the government, you know, has they've had this booster program and also this vaccine rollout for teenagers, which by the way has been like one of the slowest in Europe. Mm-hmm. And I think that's could be a sort of a rod for their own back really they've been going on about how oh we saved you all by having one of the best vaccine programs in the world and um we've vaccinated so many more people than other countries but now because of this slow vaccine rollout for the teenagers something like eight percent of um sort of secondary school age children um who have had a posit- who have had a COVID test have tested positive in the last week. Seven percent, mm. and it, that's how it's spreading so quickly yeah. because then it goes to the parents and then all this sort of stuff. So if they don't get a grip on that, or at least get that, you know, get people vaccinated in that sort of age group really quickly, I think they could be in a bit of trouble there potentially. Bit of a pickle. 
bit of a pickle, but I'm sure it will roll off Boris like nothing. Yeah, um, I actually want to talk about that a bit later, and we will, I think we will talk about it. Um, also, right, I would like to just say, just whilst on the COVID bit, bit, there's a bit of dick swinging in the in the Commons at the moment, right? What, what Jacob, Rhys Mogg, is that what you're talking about? What if you let me finish? Um, there's a bit of dick swinging in regards to like not wearing masks in the Commons. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, Jacob Rees-Mogg was like, you know, we don't have to wear masks because we all know each We're other. We're all friends, like, guys. Fucking bollocks. <laughs> like, it, it's just like you know that they're it's it's they seem too stoical to just accept. They just if if they, they to follow their own guidance. It seems to become now they've made sort of mask wearing into some sort of culture war issue when mm. it's not. I don't see why that, that we're not in America. We don't have to be so, you know, we don't have to butt heads against everything. Mass works. Why are they trying to, you know, make it into a, an issue that's only going to cause bigger problems to their party? I don't really and see. And this is a dangerous issue as well yeah. to make a culture out of. Like if, if you have some people, you know, the same sort of percentage on Brexit, for example, for and against mask wearing, that's going to really affect how COVID spreads, isn't yeah. it? Oh, God. And I mean... Um, Rishi Sunak was talking about like his refusal not to wear a mask. It's just. Man, I'm, can we just stop talking about COVID? It really wears. Doesn't it wear you out? It does wear me I'm out. I'm so tired of it. Yeah, I just man. want it to be over. But you know, we march on forever. Mm-hmm. It will forever be an issue. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, let's talk about something super interesting. What should we talk the about? The listeners are now going to get stiff hard ons about what I'm talking about. Go on. Government net zero plans. Oh. How exciting is this? I had a little jump down there. <laughs> Pre-COP26, they've, <sighs> they've released their big net zero plans. Um, to be honest, I'm pretty unimpressed by what they've released. Um, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of good little bits in there. A lot of good, you know, things that you know you shouldn't discount. But there's no like big ambitious strategy or plan or anything like that. But shall I tell you what they've they've said in the in the net zero plan? So we've got a £1.5 billion fund to support net zero innovation projects, which is basically just, you know, funding sort of low carbon technology companies and that kind of thing. Mm. £1.5 fine, whatever. Um, There's also a plan, um, the heat pump plan, where they give £5,000, you know, per household to replace their horrible gas boiler with a lovely heat pump. Um, That is such a half-assed job because... Um, apparently, they can only do 90,000 homes with this plan. That's 0.02% of the UK homes will be eligible for the grant. What? <laughs> um, 0.02? Yeah. Um, wow. But uh, uh, to be honest, it, on, in their defence, it will cost hundreds of billions if they wanted to have every home turned into a, a low carbon um, with a heat pump. And five grand, right? You get a grant of five grand for your heat pump. They cost like twelve grand each, so you still. I, I really don't see um, homeowners jumping at the chance to spend seven grand on a new boiler. So I, when I was reading some commentary about this, when I was preparing for this, it talked about how potentially there's going to be a disparity between uh, and an inequality between the poor and the rich in regards to gr- like green energy, because you're going to have people who can afford to change uh, the, their boilers and stuff and and for better insulation, etc. Making their home more green, and you've got the poor, the poorer working class, you know, people who can't afford that, really mm-hmm. missing out on that. Yeah, 
and there's going to be a big disparity yeah. and that needs to be addressed so again yeah it's one of those plans where it sounds very exciting five grand each but essentially it's not really very far reaching because I think Rishi is trying to be a bit more fiscally responsible but on this issue I think it's one way you need to be a little bit more ambitious it, it, it needs to be radical yeah like we talk about the planet here yeah um um, what else have we got on there? So no new polluting cars. So no um, cars with... By 2030. Combustion engines by yep. 2030. And they're going to plant trees in an area the size of Milton Keynes every year from the year 2025. That's pretty good. That's I mean, that's a, cool. lot, that's a lot of fucking trees, mate. I like trees. I like trees. So that's good. But again, like those aren't... It's not great, is it? Like those are the headlines... You know, 90,000 homes are going to get heat pumps that are, like, half-funded mm. and, like, a little fund for, like, companies. But also, did you see that there, in the plan, there was an ambition that by 2030 no new gas boilers will be sold? That's not radical. Not- There's an ambition. Oh, okay. and they, so that's not they, a pledge. No, it's an ambition. <laughs> and, it's, just, um, it's just not radical enough. And also, oh, another big headline was that they would have £90 billion in private investment so did you hear like Bill Gates was like, yeah, I'm investing like 400 million um, oh, into these like low carbon projects and all that. But again, that's not public funds. That's just the government, you know, tapping up rich people saying, do you mind, you know, helping with the environment? I just think it needs to be state led more. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's not Tory style, is it? No, not really. No. And I think this whole plan was very much criticised because there was no actual mention of how much carbon savings were going to be made. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, this is all great. That I, I think any money, any amount of money that's going towards trying to be net zero, trying to be more green, um, trying to be more, you know, trying to slow down and stop climate change below 1.5 degrees centigrade industrial levels whatever um is is money well spent in my opinion um but you know if it's not going to make an impact on on your carbon footprint what's the point yeah and um it's very interesting that the report didn't say that yeah um also i think from from again from what i was reading there's the potential for entire industries to be wiped out Mm -hmm. if you really really change from going from one uh, source of energy to another, you're gonna you're gonna put people out of jobs, and yeah. you need to find somewhere for them to go. Well, they did say they did say they expect four hundred thousand new workers from from the plan based on all new the, jobs. Yeah, new jobs. Oh, good. So based on all this green stuff. So you know, I'm mm. I'm with them on that. Um, but again, it's sort of some way short of what Labour announced. Was it twenty eight billion a year? Twenty eight billion a year. But again, Labour can say any fucking figure they want. Can't they? It's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> they but- basically be like. 100 billion a year, mm. you know, because they're never going to get in power, so we might as well just swing a figure out there. <laughs> Try and be optimistic. Um, also, in regards to that plan, there was, um, Rish- I don't think Rishi ruled out the potential for increased taxation on the on the uh, consumer to pay for this. Yeah, well, obviously. Yeah, I mean, it's we've always got to do up it. It's one of those things where, like, um, he obviously doesn't, he doesn't want to increase taxes, though, I don't think. It's not sort of his style. But, well, he's already done it. Yeah, but, I mean, out of necessity. It's not mm. something he would have chosen to do if there was no COVID. Um, but, yeah, apparently, it, I, I think it should. I think you should, you know, unfortunately raise taxes, to, but but frame it in a way where you're saying, okay, so we're, raise, we're raising your income tax by however much this amount is, but, you know, then we're going to raise an extra 10 billion, and that's all going to eco, green Fencing. jobs, and 
leveling up you should you know then put that into like yeah. areas like the north and stuff and just sort of try and push them up and then they'll be able to see that and that's going to be able to sort of you know that is such a good point that is a, a real open goal that the government missing there actually if why wouldn't they say this is all part of leveling up yeah did, did they mention it in that report i, I they, don't know if i read it i didn't read it you don't know if you read um, you definitely didn't mate i read I read the headlines, all right? <laughs> and I read the bullet points that explained what they were. Points. I've got bullet points. But no, I definitely didn't read the fucking report. I've never read a government report I, I in my life. I got the report up and I read the executive summary. It's quite Did hard, you? Quite hard reading. Was it boring? <laughs> um, not also, like Harry Potter. Not like Harry Potter, no. Uh, also, apparently, according to the Committee on Climate Change, which sets the UK's legally binding climate char- uh, budgets. Yeah, you're reading that out <laughs> verbatim. Um, Apparently, about a trillion pounds of investment is needed between 2030-2050 to actually get the UK to net zero. Mm-hmm. So, and only 26 billion was was announced. Yeah. So it's really falling um, below the, the requirements, the real requirements. I've got, and also, I think it's a bit, it's a bit last minute. It's a bit of an all-nighter to be doing this 12 days before COP. Well, I don't think they've been pulling on... I don't think they've just come up with it. You know, I think, I think, I think Alex Sharma's been down in monsters. <laughs> don't think Rishi's doing Rings lines... around his eyes. ...lines of coke. Been up for three days <laughs> working on this report. That's... Uh, that's um, a bit libelous. John Bongovi, isn't it? <laughs> it's his game. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I don't think... I think they've probably been working on it for a while. Mm. Why would not release it two weeks before COP? I guess so. i say something a little bit... I think COP might be a bit of a damp squib. I just feel like it's not really it's not really exciting me that much. Like well, they've Xi Jinping doing this doesn't know now if he's coming. Mm. Putin doesn't know if he's coming. Those are two it's pretty big, big polluters. Um, I just feel like, and also none of these countries seem to be sort of gearing up for big announcements. You know, would Xi Jinping miss a chance to make you know a big um, green announcement? Um, no, I don't think you would. So that that leads me to believe China aren't going to make one at the at the you know conference. So, and they're you know the world's biggest polluter. You don't have them. Yeah, it could sort of look a little bit shit for for Boris really. But and now the Queen doesn't know if she's coming either. And she's well, she's been told to rest because she's having too many martinis before she gets bed. Has she? Yeah. Oh, she's right, pisshead. Her and her and Rishi. Absolute pissheads. Okay. Let's, we, you've said that now four times in a row because uh-huh, of technical yeah. issues, right? Is it done? Are, yeah, we, it's come, done. are we back? We, we're back. We're back. Yeah. Okay, so we were talking about the Queen and Rishi being pissheads, yeah. um, and you, I think you wanted to make one more. I point wanted to one, on make COP one more 26. point. Um, thank you. And um, the, the last point I wanted to make was um, there was no mention of diet changes in yeah. in that strategy, and that's a massive that's a massive thing they've missed out. Yeah. They could they could impose, uh, and I know it's not politically uh, popular. popular exactly to like impose, you know, maybe a higher tax on on some meats and stuff like that, dairy products. I know I see your face grimacing, but you know, I'm sorry to say it. Okay, veganism is the best way to reduce your own personal yeah. carbon footprint. That's true. One of the reasons why I went vegan. Um, why wouldn't the government do something to? Try and you know nudge people away to alternatives and/or. Yeah, but you're not. The farmers not going to be happy with that. Are yeah, they? no. I, I like I said, not going to be politically popular, but something yeah. they just completely missed out. And that's what I want to. Yeah, say. well, I mean, it has actually worked on like the sugar tax for, for fizzy drinks because mm. what's happened there is because there's a higher tax. It means that 
a lot of companies have changed their drinks, even made them smaller or completely changed the recipe. So it's, it has it does work. Putting in taxation does actually work. Um, not in the way that it stops consumers buying the same drinks, but actually makes the you know the retailers and the, the sellers of those products think you know maybe we should change something about them. Brilliant. So I think I'm done with that. Yeah, no, I'm done with that. Yeah, net zero plan, pretty good, but you know, lacking. Lots over, of holes. Yeah, lots. Not of enough holes. money. What do you want to talk about next? So, um, why don't we talk about Carrie and Boris breaking the lockdown rules? Okay, let's now, do it. I know you were we were talking about this beforehand. You were a bit like, you don't know. You're well, putting words in my mouth. Why don't um, you say what you want to say? Well, um, you know, obviously this is the source. Uh, this is the the story. Sorry that um, uh, Boris and Carrie spent um, uh, their Christmas with uh, their. The, the, with Wilfred's, the Boris, uh, Boris's um, <laughs> child, uh, godmother. Um, Nimco Alley. Nimco Alley, that's it. Uh, which would have been a breach of the rules. So the rules say that members of childcare and support bubbles must not be socialising with their bubble household at the same time. So it wouldn't have been breaking rules then because she was part no, of the childcare. So child apparently bubble. there was also someone called Miss Ackfrey, McCaffrey. Yeah. Uh, and they, she spent there as well. So that's three households. Okay, so that is against. Yeah. So apparently, uh, Nim, um, Ali Nimco, Nimco Ali, sorry, yeah. Nim, Nimco Ali, um, sorry, and um, spent spent Christmas Day and Christmas with um, the Johnsons, and also so did Miss. What do you think about that then? So from my own experience, I. Originally, last year, had Christmas off, and I was planning to go home for the five days yeah. of the of the. I, I don't know what was it. Just a bit of a, not a solstice. No, not a solstice. Uh, the, what are you talking about? Christmas holidays. Yeah, like they had a five. You had a five day grace, Window. didn't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. To go, I was all ready to go home, and I cancelled it last minute. Okay. So personally, I feel a bit cheated. That, so, that somebody's broken the rules, regardless. You know. Uh, re- Regardless of social, uh, sorry, um, childcare bubble or whatever, that's not cool. Well, personally, yeah, I went home. I had a lovely Christmas at home, mm. so I don't think I've really got a leg to stand on. I can't, you know, criticise them for for doing that, especially when no, they had because, a good reason for it. But you, your parents live in Bristol. Yeah, we live in Bristol. We me do. and you, not together. No, unfortunately. So we did live in the same room. This room here. Yeah, but not at the same not time. Not same time. No. Not, we didn't top and toe we, it. We hastened to add. <laughs> um, you know, you can nip home. I can't. Yeah. And I was all ready. I had everything prepared and I had to cancel it. Yeah. Um, but I think now, because obviously this has come out like 10 months later, now sort of all restrictions are gone. And it's just one of those things I don't really care about. I'm not that arsed anymore. And obviously, it's, it's one of those things as well where I, I kind of expect Boris to break his own rule. I think that's bad, isn't it? Because he should set an example. And we, could, we should, you know, maybe, you know, um, yeah, it, it's it's very much like the one rule for us, another rule for them. So you yeah. you don't like it at all. I don't really like it at all. Off. It does piss me off. And you know, some people are saying he did follow the same guy, uh, same the, the rules that we all did, but trod a very thin line. And I think it does it leaves a sour taste in millions of people who who cancel their Christmas plans, myself included. However, I think, and I think in a different time, in different political time, I think this would be very damaging for a Prime Minister. But like you said, I don't think he's going to be, because he's got so many blunders, hasn't yeah. he? So many scandals. It's such a minor one for him. It's such a minor one. And yeah. he, he even said in an interview that he, 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 
like he sort of half jokingly said, I've got so many blunders that you journalists just don't know which one to pick on and that you, you can't focus on one and it means that everything is like, you know, a headline for a day and then it gets swept under the park carpet. It's I think it's quite a good strategy. Strategy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so you obviously really care about Carrie and Boris potentially breaking it. Not even I'd argue it's not even clear that they did. So I don't I don't think it's a, I don't really think it's a story. I think that people tried to like, sort of have traction on it and there there was going around the news sites a little bit and there were sort of like little updates of what Nimco Ali is saying and all mm. this. But really we don't know if they did, to be honest. They've used the childcare bubble excuse. They, uh, there was a picture of, of Nimco Ali and uh, Carrie Johnson at Christmas. I'm defending Boris. I'm standing up for Big Boris. Me and Boris, because he can't defend himself right now. We can't get him on. No. I think, you know. He, he did decline. He did decline. Yeah. I sent him an email, but yeah, didn't didn't respond, unfortunately. But I think this this comes on, you know, the issue of whether, whether he did or not uh, is minor. I think. A, a more interesting subject is like what will break the camel's back what yeah. it will be the final straw that breaks the cam- camel's back in terms of the reputation of the prime minister because he's already got everyone expects this from him yeah. they expect him to lie they expect him to break rules they expect him to be a bit mischievous yeah well with I his think what, to be honest I think it'll be when you can vi- visibly start seeing and touching his mistakes is in like um, higher prices for things interest rates shooting through the roof Basically, things that will affect the consumer's pocket, how much money they can take home at the end of the month. And maybe they should start then to think, oh, maybe, you know, another party or another prime minister wouldn't have, if they weren't, you know, so error filled, we wouldn't be having this. And I wouldn't be having to decide whether I should, you know, do a weekly shot this week or pay my electric bill. So you don't think it would be an optics thing? Because, I mean, what I'm arguing is like, from a purely optics point of view, he's a blunder prone prime minister isn't he yeah, yeah and true. in a different time you know people resigned over the stuff that his cabinet and him have been doing yeah but people i think people quite like his blunders because they make the, the, i don't think ever optically from one you know just from people you know journalists calling him out or anything like that public pressure i don't think that that will ever get him to resign or anything like no. that because i just think you know that's part of the. It's built in. It's, it's factored into Boris already. It's mm-hmm. priced in. People expect that. And so again, like like this carry thing, I, I I was actually quite up for defending Boris on it. But I think you're right. If it was someone else, maybe I wouldn't so much. Which is a bit crazy. Yeah. You know. There you go. I mean, I just I'm quite impressed actually about how he can survive such a shitstorm of blunders. Yeah. And it's it's one of his strengths. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Is. I think when they when they write about his his premiership. They'll talk about how he just cannot be brought down by... Made a Teflon, mate. Yeah. It bounces right off him, anything. What if ducks back? Shall we um, move smoothly, mm. slip into... Smooth radio. my <laughs> Slip into my topic now. Yeah. Um, which is, would you vote for Keir Starmer? Right? Mm. It's an interesting question. And I'd like to give my opinion first, that's all right. Can I, that's fine. Do you, can I just give you a quick um, latest YouGov poll from October? Oh. I oh sorry, well you can do that. Yeah, let me uh, let me let me. I've done some research. I've done my I've done my thing, and I'm going to say personally, right? If he was running not as leader of the party, if he was just running in my local area as the MP, I would rather vote for my MP that we have now than I would vote for Keir Starmer. And I think that's a little bit damning. Like my MP's only, I think he's like 35. Darren Jones um, hasn't really done anything politically. He doesn't have 
um, as much of a, a reputation. He hasn't done the amazing things that Keir Starmer has done in terms of you know his previous jobs or anything like that. But I just, I don't know. There's something about Keir Starmer where I just think he doesn't excite me in any way. Like he just does, he doesn't bring out any feelings like yes, I want this guy to to be my leader. I don't, I want this guy to represent me. Unfortunately, I've heard he's a very, very nice man, and I've heard he's very, very dedicated as well. But for me, that's not enough because he looks like a wet wipe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think he's trying to be a sensible statesman-like figure, isn't he? And that's not too hard to do next to Boris Johnson. He just comes across to me as bland and boring mm. and a bit weak. I don't know why. Yeah, I think it's because he's trying to bring Labour back to the centre and there's a lot of, uh, lot of infighting about that. Um, you know, in regards to changing the rules with MPs' um, threshold having to be from 10% to 20% to nominate someone for the leader from the PLP mm-hmm. um, and the electoral parliamentary poli- Labour Party. Yes, yeah. well done. No, just so, just yeah. for everyone else. Oh, yes. um, and the, you know, he tried to change it to the electoral college votes, mm-hmm. um, which, which was didn't, a big didn't fail. Get that through. Big fail. Uh, and I, I don't think because he's he's very he's very uh, sort of junior. In, 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 in regards politics. to politics because he only got elected in 2015 so I don't know whether he, he is sort of, he knows about where he stands on certain things and there's a bit of a lack of politics I just me. don't think he, he he's not cutthroat, he's not he's not like a decision maker uh, someone that necessarily in, in the world of politics is ruthless enough, he's not you know deadly enough to, to sort of make the decisions that would, that would put him in a better place politically. I disagree and partly to that because he did um, remove the whip from Jeremy Corbyn yeah that's pretty that was pretty brave that's pretty brave because um, obviously there's this long-standing issue of alleged anti-semitism and he wanted to sort of look look hard and look look brave and be bold in regards to to addressing that and he set up like lots of inquiries and stuff Um but yeah, it, it's not uniting the Labour Party, and that's what he needs to do. That's what the Labour Party needs, and that's one of the things I hate about the Labour Party compared to the Tory Party is there might be infighting in the Tory Party, but they keep it bloody quiet. Yeah. And what frustrates me is the publicity of that. It just doesn't look good. No, it's terrible because you think if you can't even keep your own party together, how are you going to keep the country together? Yeah. And just some, let me do some Starmer facts. Yeah. Right. You gov think. 18% of people uh, in the last poll think that Starmer's doing a good job. 18? 18%. So it's not great. Mm. He's lost three out of four by-elections that he's been party leader for. And one of those, um, so the only one that he won, Batley and Spen, he won by 300 votes. And mm. it was Joe Cox's sister, obviously, who... Big factor. You know, was, was instrumental in helping uh, him win that. I just don't think in any of the... Um, sort of polling or any of the by-elections that have happened he's looked anything remotely like challenging Boris Johnson and I think that he has done a really good job of eliminating the the left you know elements of the party that were in um, Jeremy Corbyn's um, shadow cabinet but I think that to be honest if I was in charge of who was going to be you know Labour Party leader I'd bin him off now before you know, then you've still so. got two years to go until probably the next general election, and you can get someone else in. So here's a question for you: Who's going to replace him? Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> I don't know. Darren Jones. Andy B. 
Uh, yeah, I do like Andy B. He's very smart as well, moving up to Manchester and he being is. their mayor. Yeah, you know, to avoid all the sort of Jeremy Corbyn fallout because he says, "Look, wasn't anything to do with me. I was up Not in Manchester." Me. You know, me, and um, it also means that he's sort of really well liked up there. He also um, appeals the to the party left. Yeah, exactly. But he's yeah, he appeals to the party left. But effectively, a lot of his policies are more centre as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just don't think Starmer is gonna. Why? It's like in the Premier League, you might you might you know have a manager that you you might have a Steve Bruce for example, right? Who you've had you know for a period a transition period um, that you can't really afford. You can't really afford his release clause. You can't really afford to get rid of him, but um, you know that you should. Mm. So I think that Labour Party should just get rid of Starmer and you know have another election, try and bring in someone who's going to have some more favourable results. Personally, bold. Bold. Bold statement. He's doing all this stuff like he hired Blair's speechwriter mm-hmm. and all this stuff to Debra, do all this. Deborah Matterson? Yeah, from, yeah. from New Labour. Mm. He's basically trying to be Blair, but he's just a shit budget Blair. He doesn't make. <laughs> he's a pound shop Blair. You know, Blair gives me hard on I, like you've we, never we've seen spoken, before. I reckon it's probably about 60 seconds completely of you talking about hard Star- ons, ten tons for Blair. Star- no more, please. Starmer makes me so fucking flaccid, it's unbelievable. <laughs> God. I know I'm being a bit damning. I think you obviously quite like him. I I, I would go that far, but basically I, I'm a, I'm a pragmatist. Yeah. Like he's been, and I think we do need to give him a bit more time. Personally, like to uh, listening to again some more commentary, people were saying like um, Boris Johnson at the most recent Tory party conference is at his high point, like he's at his peak now. Yeah. Because he's got through in a, through a pandemic, he's you know looking quite strong. Um, I think things will only ever get worse. For yeah, I, no, I, I would because obviously yeah, you've got agree with that. national insurance changes coming in. You've got corporation tax going to be changing. Vaccine booster rollout not going very well. Yeah, so I, I think you know I think give him a bit <clears> more time. <throat> yeah, um, but yeah. Okay, fair enough. Fair um, enough. And also, just a quick one: the YouGov poll from October. Yeah. 39% Conservative, Labour, 31. Okay, so it's not insurmountable or anything like that. It's eight points. Yeah, eight points with, you know, two and a half years left to go mm. into the general election. It's not unassailable. It's not unassailable. Um, and also, one one more thing about here that pisses me off a little bit. He just never, like, what, what are his policies? I know, I know that mm. they obviously announced this £28 billion a year on carbon cutting. Mm. Name me another policy. The thing is, though... Why would they be announcing policies yeah. so far out from a general election? Everyone will, everyone will forget it. Well, yeah, but at least, you know, so sometimes there'll be an issue that will come up that, um, you know, the HDV driver thing mm. or, you know, whatever other um, scandal or, or, or something that's happened recently, all they say is, all they say is, that's terrible, you know, this shouldn't be happening or, or whatever, but they don't actually give a solution. They just say, oh, the government's really fucked that one. But they never actually give their solution. So I'm not thinking as a voter, oh, yeah, they would have dealt with the situation a bit better than, than the Conservatives. All I can see is them saying, oh, I don't like it and whining. They're not doing that thing that I like, what politicians do, is, is owning the future and giving hope. They just don't do it. All they say is, you know, oh, I don't really like that. That's bad. You know, give me something else. I, I agree with that, but I don't think it's needed at the moment. Because we're nowhere near a general election. Agree to disagree. Okay. What next? Um, so I wanted to talk about um, 
increasing levels of spiking. So um, there's been lots of reports of, a, of, an, of an increased level of uh, people being spiked in nightclubs, even some being injected with a needle. I, that that is the one that like that's bloody baffles scary. my mind. So you're, effect- you're effectively stabbing someone mm. in public it's in assault. the middle of a nightclub. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's not. I'm not. I'm not like saying oh slipping something into someone's drink. I'm not saying that's any less worse or anything but you could see how from like the person who's doing it mind putting something in someone's drink would maybe be less bad in their mind than actually physically going up to them and injecting them with something that's Mm. just crazy so what i was reading was this girl felt a scratching on her skin yeah completely blacked out woke up the next morning felt really unwell there was a little pin mark she felt um, carried on feeling unwell and had to go to hospital because that it's crazy, yeah. And, and I, ca- I just cannot get into the mindset of someone who wants to do that. No, spike them in any way. I don't see... No. What What are you achieving apart from being a fucking evil bastard? I don't yeah. see what... They can burn in hell. Fucking hell. So what has the government said? Do you know what they've... Uh, I think uh, Pretty Patel was uh, going to do something. I can't remember. I've got it. Oh, urgent on. report from okay. police chiefs about how widespread the issue is. But it's something that actually is sort of... Um, really, sort of got people riled up, and rightly so. Mm, there's rightly been so. there's been like a petition with like over a hundred thousand signatures. There's been that thing going. Have you seen that thing going around on Instagram of like people doing like a girls doing like a night in, mm. so not going to clubs at all, and um, just having a night in to sort of um, not fund nightclubs who aren't doing their part. Uh, exactly. So yeah, apparently groups from more than thirty universities are calling for a boycott of nightclubs. Yeah. Um, and you know, wanted, wanting palpable changes to ensure the safety of club goes. And th- and those are really easy, right? You know, more thorough searches on, on entrance to, to to clubs. You know, free stoppers on drinks. Bring in your own cup. Why yeah. wouldn't you just bring your own cup? That's yeah. both eco-friendly and it stops you forgetting. <laughs> but these these things are sort of. They're plasters over the real issue, though, aren't they? I mean, yeah, although, yeah, that's really good to, you know, put a fucking stopper on your cup or bring your own cup, which to me actually sounds like a really weird idea. But imagine that, just bringing your own cup to a club. you got everything, got your keys, got your wallet, got your I cup. Got my, I got my I Love Nursing cup. I got my Sports Direct mug. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, those yeah are, I'll have a single, please. <laughs> those are sort of, yeah, like plasters over the issue, which is yeah. like a weird culture thing that some people well apparently lots of people think it's acceptable to to do that to someone and i really think that i'm not really the one that thinks you know like harsh prison sentences normally work but let's just make an example out of someone because i can't i've never seen on the news or anything like have you ever seen someone like on the news being done for spiking and like getting a prison sentence i mean apparently you know i you know, you never actually prosecute anyone. I know that's not true. You obviously do prosecute somewhat, some people for it, but you never actually see that. You yeah. know? And, and you've hit the nail on the head there. You know, you've got lots of articles about how to keep yourself safe when clubbing, but actually, is that that's probably sending the wrong message. Yeah. It's like trying to, you know, it's like how to protect yourself from a bear attack, right? Because... You need to change the bear culture. No, no, no. <laughs> what I'm saying is that you cannot influence bears to change their behaviour. Right? right, but you can influence people. Yeah, and it's like that thing of 
to make a much more relevant analogy than your fucking weird bear <laughs> one, it's like the um, the thing of Sarah Everand just saying, "Oh, just wave down a bus," or you know, that's not actually solving the issue. Mm. Again, you need to change people's change the culture and try and you know shift yeah. it away from that. So yeah, it's it's crazy. I don't. I, I think it's like one of the most like bizarre sort of outbreaks of something I've ever seen. Like actually injecting someone yeah. in a public place, and you know. Yeah, I don't really know what they get out of it, to be honest. I don't see what the... Psychopaths. You reckon, psychopaths. you reckon they're all psychopaths? Psychopaths, yeah. Um, okay. But just, just on, a, on a final point with that, um, there's, in Bristol specifically, uh, the Love Inn has recently opened back up. Woo-woo! And um, there's been... Uh, they've put out this Instagram thing about saying, don't hesitate to approach staff if you've taken drugs and you feel anxious. If you suspect someone's been spiked, like come and tell us. And, and we'll, if you see any dodgy behaviour or you feel uncomfortable, they will just throw out. They'll have a zero tolerance policy and they'll just throw them out. Which I think is a really good thing mm-hmm. to publicise and to, um, you know, make people comfortable in terms of approaching staff. Yeah, but it's, some, it's something that businesses need to do because um, you know if you're not making those sorts of statements, then you know they might be affected by the boycotts more than more than other people. So it's it, the, the the boycott obviously does work because it means that these clubs are now taking it a bit more seriously than yeah. they perhaps would have. Should we move on to the budget? You want, yeah, Rumors. you want to do... So this was added in last minute. Um, yeah, it was added in last minute. Uh, I oh, so I've only got three points. Uh, I don't have any points. I'm just... Uh, oh, right. I'm free-balling. You're free-balling. <laughs> free-balling. Spit-balling. Nope. Okay, so I was reading about how uh, Sunak has sort of, uh, sort of motioned towards... Providing five hundred million pounds for families. Like, it seems like one of his like pet projects. Like it seems like something he's really excited about. Yes, uh, and I think it's very similar to the Sure Start centres that Tony did in the in the Blair years. I don't know what those are. Uh, helping uh, families, uh, for families and children in childcare. But essentially, it's a bit like sticking a plaster of a boot over a boo boo. How many that... times are we going to say it's like sticking a plaster over something in this? I think I've I've said it now three times. For All some right. reason, you said Fine. it twice. Papering over the cracks. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, you know, caused by the cuts for austerity that this government has caused 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, I, well, I'm all for it. Yeah, I mean, you, but well, you can't hate him for adding 500 million to something. No, I don't hate that, but, you know, does it go far enough? Does, you know, it just frustrates me that they're fixing problems that they've caused yeah. 10 years I, ago. Yeah, to be honest, I don't... I'm not sure I would have allocated any money to this if I was the Chancellor. Do you hate kids? Uh, I don't hate them. I don't like them that Just families. Much. <laughs> just families in general. Yeah, I just think there's other, there's better stuff to be spending money on right now than this, personally. I mean... Um, you don't think so, obviously, but... No, I, I think actually it's quite clever. Because if you've got national insurance um, going to hit, hit working class people and working people... Um, sorry. Ow. Two um, from two. That's yeah. right, it's my Amazon order. Um, you know, you've got people going to be very hit very hard from, uh, you know, national insurance hikes and the gas prices and stuff. This is this looks like, oh, no, but it's okay. I'm going to offer. Oh, I'm going to provide not, 500 million. Yeah, but I'm not in a family, so I, I think that's why I don't like it. Where's my money? Yeah, you just... <laughs> Give me my money. Where's my handout? <laughs> um, and speaking of that, so one of the rumours is that he's going to cut VAT on energy. So it was five... It's five percent. Obviously, normally VAT is twenty percent, mm. but on certain items such as energy, VAT is only five percent. So the the thought is that Rishi's going to cut that five percent 
to nothing. So it'll be a zero zero rate tax on energy for a while. Um, I think because obviously energy prices are rising really quickly and, and the cost of consumer is really increasing. France says they're going to give a, I think it was 100 euros yeah, to each household. That, that. No, no, like, I, I think it was more than... Was it 300 more, euros? Anyway, yeah. an amount of euros amount to of each euros. to each household to help them deal with this rising. And this is Rishi's way of doing it: is basically mm. cutting the rate of tax. But some people have actually are not very happy with it, essentially, because essentially what you're doing is if you're cutting the VAT rate for um, all energy that like from any source means you are effectively subsidising fossil fuels ahead of COP26 because obviously most energy is. Well, not most, but a percentage of our energy is fossil fuels. So you're cutting the cap, the the tax to the supplier as well. So it means there's no why. Why doesn't he just cut the tax for renewables, mm. and he could just keep it there for fossil fuels? Because then one, you're still saving the consumer money because quite a lot of consumers are on um, renewable tariffs already. But two, it makes you look good ahead of COP because you're effectively adding a tax on fossil fuels. Fucking hell, I'm clever. Yeah, no, that's uh, a really good point. Yeah. Uh, have you have you emailed Rishi or texted him? Um, I did give him a ring, but it went to voicemail. Oh. Yeah, I think it was that fucking coke bender he was on. <laughs> what, with the Queen? Yeah, with the Queen. <laughs> or, with or Alloc. Big Liz. Big Liz. Um, what else is on there? Uh, did you also see, um, and this sort of links back to COP as well, that he, uh, Rishi was thinking about putting um, extra charges on long-haul flights? So if you like um, an extra tax on long haul yes, flights. Yes. Yeah, so if you go over like three thousand miles or something, there's a little tax. And okay. That's for for good. those uh, going over six thousand, there's an even bigger chance. Six thousand. Six thousand miles. These are long haul flights. Okay. Yeah. So I actually really like that idea. I really like it because um, you know, it's a tax on. Well, oh, well, I don't want to be, but basically, more wealthy people are going to be taking longer haul flights, right? So you're effectively taxing the richest, but only a little bit, and they probably won't even notice because it's built into the into the cost of the fare. So apparently, fifteen percent of people who take flights make up for seventy percent of the flights taken. Really? Mm. What? So like business flights, yeah. and then like people yeah. taking loads of holidays. Yeah, yeah, it's clever. I, yeah, I, I, I'm all for that. I think Rishi is actually quite um, clever in that respect, in the fact that he 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 finds really interesting ways. To raise more money, but that don't actually make it look like people are paying more, yeah. but they are. Um, another one, which I think you're probably going to have an opinion on, the student load threshold. So oh, yeah. he wants to bring back the the when you the amount of money that you earn before you start paying back your student loan is probably going to be reduced from twenty seven thousand two hundred ninety five pounds to either twenty five thousand pounds per year or twenty three thousand pounds per year thoughts happy about that i mean you are it's just it's just it's not it's it's you got you got, you got labor's strategy of of putting higher taxation on people with the broadest shoulders you've got tiny shoulders you're taxing the tiniest shoulders yeah it's true and that's you know this is i mean ideologically oh no I, I, you're not happy with it you know my opinion on this yeah so this is forcing working people well, yeah, yeah. To pay more. Yeah. That's it. Um, How is that levelling up? Yeah, I was about to say, it's not really levelling up, is it? You're basically shouldering um, people who are normally just started work, yeah. people that really need the money, especially within... if you £23,000 is not a lot of money per year. Nope. If you want to you know, be saving for a house or you know, basically doing what you want to be doing as a young person... Yeah. 
how can you then be then also be repaying the debt at that time as well? I don't think there was anything wrong with the twenty seven thousand pounds is a much more is a figure then when you can you know start saving a bit more and you can well especially in Bristol you can anyway if you're earning that sort of money you can sort of then do a bit more with it and and then that's fine you can start paying back your student loan and I've read reports it's only going to raise I think it's two billion extra a year for for Rishi I just think politically it's not great I don't, two billion a year isn't that much extra a year and so then if I was a student, I'd be pissed off. I've never, I don't have a student loan, but if I did have one, that would really annoy me because, you know, it. it when they entered into this student loan agreement, it was that they yeah. were going to start paying it back at £27,000 a year. So how can you move the goalposts midway and start saying, oh, no, actually, we want you to start repaying it now? Are they going to move the goalposts midway or is this only for people... Um... Oh, I don't know. I mean, mm. I, no, I think it is for... It's going to be outstanding. Be immediate. I think, I think so. Mm. Actually, I don't, I don't. I don't actually know. So that, let's uh, let's leave that point. Yeah, yeah. But essentially, yeah, I think that if if you were you were eighteen or whatever, you just finished sixth form, and you're saying, oh, maybe I'll go to uni, and but you're not you're not a hundred percent. It's not like you want to be a doctor or you want to be a nurse or something like that, scientist or whatever. You just think, oh, maybe I'll go st- study history at Swansea University or something. That's a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, you would be put off, wouldn't you? Because you don't. You'd think basically the first full-time job that I would have that paid me anything, even just like a full-time salary. Boom! I'm just gonna have to be paying nine nine percent on it on everything you earn. Then from twenty three thousand ten percent extra tax I know. for everything. That's extreme. And the thing is, is that you know people are already being put off from going to university because yeah, of I such, didn't go, such, such I... the high um, student for tuition fees. Yeah. I, yeah, I just don't think personally. If we're moving into a high-skilled, you know, high, highly trained, highly efficient economy, I don't think this is the way to do it. To be honest, I think the best way to do it would be to make you know student loans less or the threshold higher or removing them entirely. But you know, definitely, what do yeah. I know? We're just commentators, we're just, are we? Uh, and now to um, and, and now to something a little bit more light-hearted. Ah, <gasps> <laughs> oh, oh, wait, now? Yeah. Okay, yeah. go on. <laughs> Excellent. Um, Alex is funny. So, <gasps> so this is about some funny, uh, funny stories thing. in headlines. Oh God, I hope it's funny. So I'd like to start with uh, <clears throat> a man in Windsor slash Maidenhead, around about that area, was doing a bit of gardening. Okay, in his garden, and um, and he doesn't he doesn't um, bat around uh, sort of bat around the bush about this. Apparently, he was absolutely splattered from head to toe his h- entire garden with uh, shit as it was done. <laughs> As it was dumped from an aeroplane. Now, apparently, these th- this sometimes happened, but it's usually frozen. So Wait, what? So apparently, so yeah. What? No. What they don't. So when you're, so when I'm flying, right, and I go to the toilet, and I do get a bit scared every time because it goes, suck out your insides. Yeah, I feel like I could go down with it. I didn't. That actually goes outside. Just no. Immediately I think it, release. I, I, I don't know. I, I think it, it it goes into a little tank, and maybe they like drop it over the ocean, maybe. Okay, so they they fucked it a little bit. Yeah, and it went all over this bloke's garden. Yeah, mm. and he like what was funny is like the way he was speaking about it. It was like he's obviously outraged, but like why would you go to the press? <laughs> like you're the man who got his entire garden covered in shit. I don't know. I think I I think if it, I find that quite funny. It's a good story. It's a great story. I mean, I was laughing. And what are you meant it? What is he going to sue the airlines? Is that why he went to the press or something? Probably. It is funny though, isn't it? Oh god, shit everywhere. Yeah, Alex is funny. One, I'd say that is funny. I'll give that. 
Uh, yeah. I'm going to give a, a verdict on whether that is actually Yeah, funny. can we actually do a verdict each time? That was yeah. funny. Um, so, I also, I don't know if you saw uh, Sir Ian Blackford in PMQs this week. No. Uh, so hoarse. Hoarse <laughs> things, boys. Wow, that's actually a really, really good impression. Well, actually, no, he's, got, he's Scottish, isn't he? So, uh, my name is Ian Blackford and I lost my voice in PMQs. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's the funny, is that he lost his voice in yeah. PMQs. Have you got a clip? No. Okay. Next. Not funny. <laughs> one one. Uh, one that you sent me. Yeah. Uh, which is the HTV dropping into Bristol Harbour. Oh, that was funny. That was funny. And uh, a lot of beams coming out about <laughs> HTV drivers well, being trained. Have you seen that um, video of? Because obviously Labour are doing this thing now where they want like Keir to be a bit more out there. You know, he's visiting sites. He's doing all this stuff. They did this one where he was like doing like a HGV driver course or something which fair enough you know you kind of want your politicians to have those photo opportunities I want my politicians to have a, have a HGV licence I want all my politicians to be wearing a hard hat at all times saying PM <laughs> home sec um, and yeah basically reversed and like crashed into a load of barriers that was fucking funny yeah, yeah very I funny. did see that yeah that's, that's a, that is a funny um, um, that is that's, that's Alex's funnies uh, well, I give 2-1 uh, one. one more but it was pretty serious so it's not funny at all oh okay no, I want talk. my surprise you want your so hang on well first of all we'll do tweet of the week it's uh, the tweet of the week thank you <coughs> I must um, say it to the listeners that it's live every time every it's time. not a recording no that's me despite what you think it's, it's, it's live yeah no no I haven't spent although I do have an incredible voice you know I haven't spent hours in the studio recording that that's just fresh. It's just what you get from do you, me. Do you practice it at home? Um, no, I, oh, I do about like 10 minutes a day. So I, when I wake up in the morning... Before um, you go to bed at night? No, no, no. Oh. Actually, the opposite. So when I wake up in the morning, first thing I do, right, I go into the bathroom and as I'm, as I'm, I piss, you know, wash my hands, and then I look at myself in the mirror and I just go, it's a tweet of the week. So Henry's doing a... A deadpan face when he's doing yeah. that. So the tweet of the week, and I'm just dead yeah. behind the <clears> eyes, <throat> and it really gets me into that zone. Excellent. Well, it's fantastic. Oh, thanks. Anyway, should we? Should we get the tweet of the week? What is the tweet? Is from somebody called Steve Smith. Hashtag with the, what, at, the Australia. No, it's no one non-famous. Oh. Um, and his at is times I am amazing. Okay. Okay. So um, he's talking about uh, Sergeant Javid and his um, speech, SJ, SJ. Uh, and he talks about how you know more than you know more than a hundred COVID deaths are mercifully low. So he's got hundred plus COVID deaths, mercifully low. Dinghy with ten asylum seekers, breaking point. Yeah, that's a very good point. It's a, it's a good, it's a good tweet. <laughs> yeah, it's a very good point. It's I mean, a hun- oh, God. Yeah, 100 plus is obviously quite a lot. I mean, so can I just say, um, recently we had 223 deaths in a day, which is yeah. which is matching sort of March levels. Obviously, I agree with Massively that. Massively low. I agree that is quite a lot, but we, uh, the way that we sort of do our COVID death statistics are slightly different from other countries as well. So we would do it if they had COVID within, within 28, 28 days, days yeah. of the death, whereas other countries do it like if they've... I don't know. They do it another way, so it it can like bump the statistics slightly. Yeah, away, but the but thing but. is, is that actually like you can die of a heart attack. Yeah, but it can be uh, one of the um, not the predeterminants, but one of the triggers can be COVID. Yeah, that's a good point. You know? That's a good point. 
you don't die from the virus you die because you're really hypoxic and really lacking oxygen and then you die yeah, yeah. anyway so you but, want you want to know your surprise so, uh, I actually found this online, and it's basically a website where you've got little um, little buttons. Okay. And it's like a soundboard. Okay. Okay, so we're turning into some sort of like 71.4 QFM well, there are, with Alex and Henry. Well, there are like farts and stuff on there, but I just like typed in political <laughs> words yeah. once, and there's a couple of political ones. Oh, so I wanted to give it to them. me. You ready? So, well, there's like ones like this. Oh, wait. But that's obviously not a that's um, not, was and that, also I wanted that, to sort of like in like incorporate this, like maybe like Henry, who's the Prime Minister? Boris Johnson. Yeah. How's that? Um it's a bit more honest, a radio think, show, isn't I it? I think it cheapens us, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also I was just wondering, um what do you think about this as being our theme tune? I, I thought that was quite good. I know that. Do you know that? Some, I can't it quite vague, place it. Sounds very vaguely. Can you play, like, play it again? Yeah, one more. Yeah, I can't. Can't place it. I, I have to say, this is. I feel cheap. Must be right from now. Well, hang on. Wait until you hear this. <laughs> yeah, I do like that. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Any others? Yeah. <laughs> that was so aggressive. <laughs> Another one. Hang on. <laughs> this is just on this button machine. Yeah, and no the, they're the only political ones. There's lots of Trump ones, though. This was one. I don't require any assistance from you, Mr. Stevenson. You wouldn't have the foggiest idea where to start. Ooh! And this is probably my favourite one. What shampoo uh, do I use? Isn't it blue? That's all I know, it's blue. <laughs> I saw this video of... <laughs> Of Boris the other day, where he's like walking down the street, and um, you know when the just sort of like cameras are like crowding around him, yeah. and um, he starts like waffling on about like how the UK. Don't worry, no matter what happens with Brexit, you will never have a shortage of cheese and onion crisps. <laughs> I don't think you. I can't. I'm. Well, thank God, first of all. Yeah, well, fucking hell. But yeah, I. I I, do, I, I actually quite like some of his buffoonery. I don't think you do very much, do you? You find well, it a bit well, no, tiresome. It is funny, but I know that it's all a bit of a, a bit of an a bit of guys, yeah. 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 Although I did see like an episode of um um what's it called? Have I got news for you the, yeah. the other day? Mm-hmm. Like an early episode where he's like a journalist. Oh yeah. So he's still working for Daily Mail, mm-hmm. I think. Um, is that before he got sacked for lying? This is before he got sacked for lying. For lying, yeah. This is before he got sacked, yeah. Um for lying. For lying. Um he is still like that, even on then, even there. So I, I'm not sure if it's necessarily an act. I think it's a lifelong building of a character. Really? Yeah. Remember, he's wanted to be prime minister since he was a little boy. Yeah. Um. So I think it's it's sort of him. I don't know. That. I don't really buy that, mate. Like what? Like a thirty year? Even when you're just like, because obviously when he's on, have I got news for you? There, he would have been like that. All the time as well. It's not like as soon as he's on telly, he's acting like that. I don't think. Was his hair ruffled? Yeah, yeah. He's always it's just an image thing. Yeah, mm. I don't know. I think you're being a little bit. That's a little bit of a conspiracy theory for me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, just you got, like climate change. And yeah, well, have you got anything else you want to talk about? No, actually. How I've, long? I've what are we about? at? We're at one hour and two minutes. That's pretty good. That's pretty much the same as we did last time. Yeah, I'm pretty happy Excellent. with that. Um, I think I do enjoy these, you know. 
I'll just. I really enjoy these as well. Mm. Even if like no one listens to us. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a rat's ass. I care about the listeners. Well, I I, I do care about the listeners, but I am aware that there is not that many of them. <laughs> to anyone who listens, you know. Thank my, you so much. Our, our day ones. Um, if you could send uh, like and subscribe me five pound on PayPal. Like and subscribe. Um, hit the thumbs up. Hit that if, notification yeah, buy, button. Buy merch. Buy merch. Yeah. Buy. Buy Commons Commotion merch. Commons Commotion merch. And we're actually doing a live show um, live from the, the House of Commons. Actually, it's the first time hearing of it. Um, it's on the twenty fourth of October at uh, twenty thirty. So um, yeah, five o'clock. Twenty fourth of October. Twenty thirty. Twenty thirty. We'll be there. See you there. We'll be big by then. We will be big. What have you got coming up this week, mate? Yeah. Anything exciting? Um, I got a. I've got like two more days off. Actually, it's quite nice. Oh yeah, um, it's nice. I know. I've never work. Uh, I got a study day on Wednesday, and then I got nights over the Halloween weekend. I'm really looking forward to like the most ridiculous costume coming into A and E with something like shoved up their ass or something. <laughs> I, I cannot wait. <laughs> it's always a highlight of your year. Yeah, foreign body. Yeah. FBUA, we call it. Can you deal with foreign those body. foreign bodies? You just sort of rip, foreign rip body it right out. Rip no, that action man no, right out of there. Because you usually <laughs> the action man's grabbing a hold of something you don't want to pull. Okay, so it's not your it's not your not area. No, it's not your area. That's no, colorectal. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. What about yourself? Doing anything nice? Uh, no, I think I'm just working. Although uh, I did mention last time I lost my job, but there's some administration, so I'm still working for now. Mm-hmm. Um, bit of squash, you know, batter some more people at squash. Just want to bring that back up before we leave. It's five one against me and you earlier. Um, <laughs> I think yes. that's about it. I mean, we'll, we're going to do this. We're not going to do it next Sunday, are we? No, because I'm on nights. But we'll do next Tuesday. Tuesday. Next Tuesday. We'll Tuesday. So yeah. Listen out, guys. Like, subscribe. Hit that. What was it? <laughs> Notification bell. <laughs> Notification bell. Um, like us on the online. Like us on the online. Like us on the online. Send us send us on the emails. Yes. Any questions. Um, get, get, hit us up on the Twitters. We don't have a Twitter at the moment. Um, and, ne- and we never will. No. No. Anyway. Yeah. Thanks for that. Uh, see you soon. Bye. Bye.